Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You've been here since even before the service began. And we're so grateful for your presence. Holy Spirit, I'm grateful for your work and how you work with the word and how you reveal Jesus and reveal the Father to us. As that song says, Lord, help, help us be aware of your presence. Paul's prayer was that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling, the inheritance in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of your power. And then he said, then he said this, according to the working of his mighty power that worked in Jesus. So Lord, we are grateful that we are becoming more aware of your calling for our lives, the inheritance that we have as a covenant people and the exceeding greatness of your power. Holy Spirit, continue to expand our understanding in who we are in Jesus. Hallelujah. Work in the service. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Do you, do you sense his strength here today? That's what the Holy Spirit does is he strengthens. He came to be a helper, what to strengthen you. Paul said, my prayer is that you would be strengthened with all might in your inner man. Hallelujah. I believe the spirit of the Lord is bringing strength to you in whatever way you need it. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. I really don't know how many weeks I've talked about the Holy Spirit. But are we gaining a greater understanding of who the Holy Spirit is? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. How many people were here last Sunday? I was. I was here. <laughs> I talked about, you know, we need this gift. I need this gift. And we talked about, we talked about tongues. And I had so many different messages, private messages. People call me and different things on how encouraged they were because there's a lot of things that I that the Holy Spirit ministered last week that they never heard of or they weren't aware of just the role of what tongues plays on the inside of a believer. And, um, and so we answered a lot of misconceptions that, that um, uh, people that don't believe in speaking tongues, we answered questions that even people that are spirit-filled, just misconceptions that people have about it. We answered questions on, you know, did they, did it, did it pass away with the apostles? We, we, we settled it that it's for everyone. It's not just for a select group of people. We talked about there's diversity of tongues. So we talked about that it's not just your individual prayer language, but it's a prayer language that edifies that there's a part that edifies the church when it's interpreted. And there's, but there's the other part that where you pray individually. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. He, Paul was flexing. 
<laughs> Paul was like, I pray in tongues more than you all. I, I don't think he was saying that to be, be arrogant. He was saying it to let them know because he was talking about proper order in the New Testament church. And he was saying, really, well, if you want to know, I pray more in the spirit when I'm by myself than I do in the church. But he also said that, that he also said, he goes, he goes, don't, don't come against speaking in tongues. No, no, you don't, don't hinder people. Don't, don't forbid it. So, and so a lot of people don't understand chapter 14 and of what, what Paul was saying and, and everything. And they're, they're trying to limit him, limiting to a time frame of tongues and has passed away. But no, Acts said this, that this promise that you see and you hear. It was a promise that they saw and they heard. And we established that last week. And it said, this promise is for you. He tells them it's for your children. It's for all those that are far away and all those that will believe on his name. All those that will be invite all those that, that, that to, can receive this gift of Jesus. So I believe as long as people can still receive Jesus, we have been given the promise of the Holy Spirit to aid us in our lives. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. I don't have time to go back and uh, review everything that we talked about, so I encourage you to go back and, and listen to that. You know, um, there, there's things that you can do that the message in this house needs to get out to the world. It needs to get out to people that you know. And, you know, if you go to YouTube and you put in Heritage of Faith Christian Center and you look at the, the age, because we have several Heritage of Faith uh, churches in South Africa and Canada and different ones, you know, but if you look at the, the black circle with the white H, you see that, and then you pull up a video of today's service and you just hit share. Share every week, make it to turn that I'm going to share this message with someone. Amen. Amen. Getting the word out, sowing the word, sowing the word. But not just you sowing the word, but going back and sowing the word back into your heart. Because I, I, even though this message, our messages go to thousands of people, I'm preparing as a pastor to shepherd you. And so, and so Sunday morning should not be the last time you heard this message today. Because the Lord wanted you to hear something and you probably didn't get it all the first time. <laughs> That's a little, my pastoral side come out, you know, go to Romans chapter eight. Some of the things that we dealt with, what tongues are for, we, we, we established that it was, it's not speaking to man, but we're speaking unto God. We established that it's an act of worship. Paul said, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray in my understanding. He says, I will sing in the spirit and I will sing in my understanding. And he said, when you pray in the spirit, he goes, you give thanks. Well, you give thanks. Well, sometimes you don't know, you don't know all that you, you run out of English language on how to worship God. You just get over and to release your, your, your heart down on the inside of you. Amen. And, uh, we, we talked about that, that this was the other thing. It gives us the ability to build ourselves up. Paul says, when you pray in the spirit, you edify yourself. Jude says this, he says, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy ghost, keeping yourself in the love of God. Man, if someone's really, really persecuting you, someone's really getting on your nerves, someone that you work with, someone, your spouse, you know, it could be, uh, come on, guys. So, something's happening. The enemies, you know, things are happening. 
I'm telling you, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost because it will build you because you don't want to respond in the flesh. And maybe as you pray in the spirit, maybe they weren't the problem. Maybe you were the problem and the Holy Spirit will reveal that too. Keep pray, build yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourself in the love of God. Perfect love cast out fear. You want fear to go? Keep yourself in the love of God. What's the opposite of fear? Faith. Build myself. There's fear coming at you. You're, you're being attacked from one side to the other and, and you're confused about things. I'm, you just, and you're, this is praying the Holy Ghost and, and allow the Holy Spirit to infuse things on the inside of you. Amen? This strength. Just, I just want to stay there for a minute. I just feel I need to stay there for a minute. This strength that comes from praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why, that's why for a spirit-filled believer, you should be praying in the Holy Spirit every day. And you're like, well, you know, I only pray in the Spirit when the Spirit comes upon me. Well, maybe you're missing, you're missing the purpose for it. It's, it you, we make a, it, it's a decision. It's a decision. Paul said, I will pray in the Spirit and I will pray in my, that means it's a decision that he makes. There's been a lot of wrong understanding of what this gift is for. But nothing about this strength. In Ephesians 6, it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And he talks about we don't wrestle against flesh. He talks about, but we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirit in high places. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God. And he gets to the end of all that. After the be strong, he says this, what? Praying always in the spirit. Praying always with all prayer in the spirit. So, so part of that strengthening, how, how am I going to be strong in the Lord is not, yes, I've got the belt of truth on. Yes, I have the breastplate of righteousness. Yes, I have the shield of faith. Yes, I have the helmet of salvation. Yes, I have the sword of the spirit, but I'm also praying at all times in the spirit. I think that's what the scripture says. <laughs> praying at always at all times in the spirit. And then he says, and pray for me also. <laughs> you want to know how to pray for Pastor Annette and Pastor Justin? Pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't need you to, I don't, I don't necessarily need you to, to pray. Well, just bless Pastor. I'm already blessed because Jesus, because, because I'm part of a covenant. No, pray in the Holy Ghost for us. You don't know how to pray for, for a leader? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't know how to pray for, for the president? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't know how to, to pray for your boss? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Because oftentimes we only pray with the words we find in ourselves. Yes. And usually it's something that, that we're thinking up that we want changed. But I can tell you, God has, a, has, a, has so much more, so much more, and knows so much more about a situation than you do. And this is what we're going to deal with this morning. So Romans chapter 8. Wow. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Just where to where I want to start here. Where he wants to start. See. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Wow. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How often in the course of a day, if we just honest with ourselves, how much we are flesh-minded and not spiritual-minded? Say this with me. If you're a man, say this with me. I'm a spiritual man. man. Now, if you're a lady, say this. I'm a spiritual lady. We have to make a decision that we're going to be spiritual men and women of God. Do you want something different in your life? Then stop being flesh-minded. You want to step into your purpose? Stop being flesh-minded. You want to fulfill the assignment on your life? Stop being flesh-minded. You want to go out and win souls? Stop being flesh-minded. I'm a spiritual man. That has to be a decision that we make. How much time do we have today? (laughs) Mm. Your mind, your mind is the connection point between your flesh and your spirit. I said that at the end of service Wednesday night, that your mind, your mind is really, really neither here nor there. Your mind is your decision center, but your decision center is going to make decisions based on what you're, you're feeding on your flesh or based what you're feeding on your spirit. And that scripture said to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life in peace. Do you want life and peace in your life? That means I need to be a spiritual man because if I'm a flesh man, then, then I'm not going to necessarily like the outcomes. We have to come to a place where we are spiritual. I didn't say spooky. There's a lot of people that do things in the name of spiritual, but they become spooky. We don't need spooky Christians. We need spiritual Christians. We need Christians that are pursuing the supernatural, not the spectacular. And sometimes... Sometimes supernatural looks so natural, it's like, wow, what just happened? But so often we're pursuing spectacular things. Why? Because our flesh wants to see something. We have to be spiritual people. Now, this is going to be some meat this morning, okay? You ready for some meat? I'm, I'm going to talk about tongues, but, but this is important because if you don't understand the, the purpose of tongues and you don't understand the purpose of being a spiritual man, you won't know how to change your language. A flesh man will let his tongue lead him, as James says, like a rudder of a ship. But when you're a spiritual man, you'll be led by the spirit. Say, I'm a spiritual person. 
Say this. I am not not flesh dominated. So we have to a point where you have the flesh on one side, the minds in the center and the spirit over here. And we have to get to the point where our spirit has such control over mind where now our spirit is here, our minds here and our flesh is back here. Say, get in line, flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Man, let's go to verse uh, 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Holy Spirit, thank you. See, we, we live in this natural world And therefore, even if it's going to university, if it's going to a workplace, if it's doing school, if you're a young person, whatever the case might be, and because we are doing the life in the flesh and we're doing life and we're so familiar with the flesh, we settle for the limitations of our flesh. I can't do that. Someone tells you, well, that that will never happen. Well, I'm just, I'm just never going to be that bold. Or I just don't know how to, I, I don't know the answers. Or, you know, I don't know how to get the sales. I, I don't know how, uh, Lord, do you want me to start a business? But how could me, how could I start a business? Why, why, why is that wrong? Because you're flesh-minded, because you're more depending on you. Amen. You're depending on your past experiences. You're depending on your past behaviors. You're, de- you're determining everything based on everything in this box of flesh and not saying, you know what, I'm a spiritual man. And because I'm a spiritual man, I have the mind of Christ. Because I'm a spiritual man, I have the fruit of the Spirit. Because I'm a spiritual man, I have wisdom from God. Because I'm a spiritual man, I'm not led by emotions on how other people respond to me. Because I'm a spiritual man, I have faith in the midst of opportunities where I should have fear. Because I'm a spiritual man. I'm not a debtor to the flesh. You don't owe your flesh anything. Every time that you follow, now listen to this, every time that you follow your flesh, you're, you're short-circuiting God's destiny for your life. Every time you choose to follow your flesh, you are short-circuiting your destiny. Like the enemy wants you hanging out with flesh. Because he knows if you step in to be a spiritual man, there's nothing that can stop you. No disappointment. No persecution. I'm a spiritual man. Maybe that means to be our title for this message. I'm a spiritual man. Hallelujah. For all the ladies, that goes for you too. Man encompassing there. Hallelujah. Mm. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. 
I shouldn't, I, I don't need to, yes, I can minister that to you. I can minister to the fact and tell you, Vic, Vic, you are a child of God. I can say, Jeremiah, you are a child of God. And you could say, I believe that. But when push comes to shove and attacks are coming to you against your life and the thing is the enemy said, will tell you you're a failure, you're never gonna do this, you're always gonna give in to temptation, you're always gonna be a loser, you're always gonna be a failure. The thing is, is, is I can't be there to tell you, no, you're a child of God, you're a daughter of God, you're a son of God. So you have to come to the place where you allow the Holy Spirit on the inside of you for you to know to speak to you. Speak to you that when the enemy lies to you and says you are not saved, you're like, hey, get behind me, Satan, because the spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. Because children of God are spiritual men. Because those that are led by the spirit are children of God, sons of God. Hallelujah. And if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The Amplified says revealed in us and through us. Meaning it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter the attack that you're facing. It doesn't matter the, the things that are coming against your mind when you understand you're a spiritual man. Hey, what I'm going through, hey, it's just a season. What I'm going through, it doesn't matter because it, it, the sufferings of this present time, the, 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 the suffering, the, 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 the curse that's in the earth. The things that are happening in the media, the things that are happening in the, in the news, the things that are trying to be portrayed to, to convince uh, humanity of certain things. I'm a spiritual man. Because, yeah, right now this might look like that, but it is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in me and through me. Hallelujah. For the earnest, verse 19, for the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for what? The revealing of the sons of God. <laughs> you know, there's some people <laughs> waiting on you to become a spiritual man. Yes. Creation is waiting for us to become a spiritual man. There's people that God wants you to encounter, but you have to become a spiritual man. You say, well, pastor, how do I step into my purpose? Become a spiritual man. For the creation was subject. For creation was subject to futility, meaning it was, it surrendered to uselessness. Not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption of the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now listen to this. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. I mean, all creation. Can you tell, spiritually speaking, that all creation is groaning? That's why we see... We can call, you, you may, people will try to call it climate change and all those things, but ultimately it's sin in the earth. There's nothing, there's not, there's not, hey, I mean, I could go into some science things and talk about this, but 
You know what? There was, there was, there was F five hurricanes back in before cars ever existed. So don't try to put emissions. Never mind. Is this no one, no one wants to really hear the other side because if you hear the other side, you get canceled, unfunded, and you lose, you lose your grants. That's the truth. A little girl in Norway and Sweden does not have the answers. Okay. I mean, seriously, you have to be willing to listen to everything, not just what, what people want you to hear. I won't go there. For we know that the whole creation groans in his labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first... Now, listen to this. We who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Now, we've already been redeemed spiritually, but we, we have this inheritance that we're waiting for our physical body to be redeemed. Let's go to verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. One translation is words that are unintelligible. It says, he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when we pray in another tongue, being a spiritual person, we have to come to a place where we are linked with heaven and we're connected with heaven where we have the Holy Spirit himself in our weaknesses What are our weaknesses? We have flesh. What are our weaknesses? We are not, we aren't all knowing. We don't know necessarily at the moment, maybe not know that we have the word of God, but we may not know at the time what is the perfect will of God to pray out. So when we don't know how to pray and we don't know what's going on, we don't even know how to respond with what may going on in us personally with attacks that we're facing or temptations that we're facing. It says, likewise, the spirit in the midst of our weaknesses comes to our aid and he himself, all of a sudden now we are starting tapping in to heaven and the Holy Spirit is a go-between and now he's flowing through me and now I'm praying according to the perfect will of God. So when we pray in the spirit, I'm praying according to his perfect will. I'm praying according to his perfect will. The Holy Spirit, he is a helper. That's what he was sent to do. He was a helper. 
Now, I just, I'm, you're not going to turn to these, but I just want to read some of these about the Holy Spirit. He says, the Holy Spirit would teach us all things, bring all things to our remembrance. John 16, 13 says, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. First John 2, 20 says, you have an unction from the Holy One and he teaches you all things. Luke 2, 26, this was talking about Simeon. It says, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he should not experience death until he saw Jesus. Daniel talks of God and says that God is a revealer of secrets or a revealer of mysteries. Isaiah 11, 2 talks about who the, what the spirit of the Lord is and what he does. It says that he will be a spirit of wisdom and counsel and under, understanding. Might and the fear of the Lord and the government will rest. So, so here we have, there's something connected that we have to see with the Holy Spirit. And he is one that knows things that we don't know. That's why, why as we pray in the spirit, we're praying according to the perfect will of God. We're not praying to man, we're praying to God. We're building ourselves up in our most holy faith. It's an aspect of worship. And now we see it is praying the perfect will of God. And these are these, then the other point I want to deal with throughout the rest of the message is it causes us to pray the perfect will of God. And praying in tongues also causes us to tap in to the perfect wisdom of God. The perfect wisdom of God. We are spiritual men, spiritual women, and we can pray the perfect will of God and we can tap in to perfect wisdom. Yes. Hallelujah. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians. Actually, Colossians chapter 2. We'll get to 1 Corinthians in a minute. Colossians 2. Say this with me. I'm a spiritual man. A spiritual man. And therefore... I can receive wisdom because I have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 says, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to, now listen this, and attaining to all riches of the full assuring of understanding. Now, what is he praying here? I'm praying for the church of Laodicea, and he's saying, what is he praying for? That they'll be encouraged. What's he praying? That their hearts would be knit together in love. Man, that's what we need, right? That we'd be knit together in love, that we would be encouraged knit together in love. But then this is also the prayer that we would grasp, that we would attain all. Say all. all. It says all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mysteries of God. Wow. Paul's praying for them. It'd be like Paul, that I could, that me, Justin, You, Sydney, could know all. All? 
the riches of the full, uh, the, to the, uh, the, the knowledge of the mysteries of God. You can know all the riches and the mysteries of God. I tell you, don't limit what God can reveal to you. Hallelujah. Mm. To the knowledge of the mystery of God. Now, this is both of the Father and of Christ. Now, listen to this. In whom, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Wow. Now, that, okay, you, Paul's praying, you want me to obtain all riches, all assurance, and all understanding in all the mysteries of God. But then you say, in whom it's hidden. Let's go to Proverbs 2. Proverbs 2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. This is another reason we need to pray in the Holy Spirit every day. Pray in the Holy Spirit before we make decisions, major decisions in our life and not make decisions based on what our flesh feels. Annette, we were, she had me something, listen to something yesterday and it said things that Jesus didn't say. And one of the things Jesus didn't say was follow your heart. And he goes on, and he goes on to say, well, so Jesus said actually that the heart of man is deceitful above all. <laughs> so, am I? Sorry. It's a side note. Now, if I tell you to follow your heart, I'm talking about what your spirit's saying. Okay. Just. Verse one, he says, my son, if you receive my words and you treasure my commands within you. Now remember this talking about all the riches of full assurance of God, right? And Christ, the things that are hidden. My son, if you receive my words and you treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to get wisdom, meaning, meaning you're going to have to make a decision to receive wisdom. You're going to have to incline your ear. Now, this first part here, if we broke down the, you know, the, uh, chapter uh, two, three, and four, the, we understand the word of God is the wisdom of God. <clears throat> but let's keep reading. It says, verse two, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and you apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. Now, God always responds to a heart cry, right? <clears throat> It says this, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and your heart to understand. Yes, if you cry out for discernment. How many people in here, we need, you need wisdom right now? Are you crying out for it? Or are you Googling it? Are you, how many fleeces are you fl are throwing out? I heard Keith Moore say this. Well, Gideon uh, uh, threw out a fleece to see if it was God or not, but also Gideon wasn't born again or spirit-filled. So, but we have to cry, God, I need your wisdom. Sometimes mama's wisdom might not be what you need right then. But also, mama could be speaking by the Holy Ghost. Okay. Okay. 
We'll get into it in a little bit. Verse four, if you seek her as silver and you search for her as a hidden treasure, how bad do you want wisdom for what you're facing? Are you seeking it? Is it like it's silver? As like it's a hid treasure? We're coming to a place. This is by the Holy Spirit now. We're coming to a place in society where wisdom of God will not be optional. We're going to have to have wisdom from God. If you seek her as silver and you search for as for a hidden treasure, then... So when I'm searching for it, then something happens. It says, you will, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You'll, you'll find, you, you will understand the fear of the Lord. Meaning, are you, are you submitting to him until you get the answer? It's like, God, I'm not moving until I hear. I'm not, I'm not making it. Yeah. Yes. They're pressuring me made a, make a decision, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to eat till I hear. Verse six, for the Lord gives wisdom. Hallelujah. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So he gives it and it comes from his mouth. Verse seven, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Now, let me say this. It does not say that he stores up sound wisdom from the upright. He's storing up wisdom for the upright. I mean, there's things that are hidden, but the thing is, those things are hidden for you to press into and receive He's not keeping anything from you because maybe if you aren't at a place yet, maybe you're not ready to hear what needs to be spoken. Maybe you have to come to a place where you've sought him enough, where your heart's in the right place to be able to hear the no when all you want to do is hear yes. I've did that plenty of times going into a situation and, and, and not wanting to hear, not wanting to hear, to hear no. So I didn't take long enough to pray because I wanted to hear a yes, but there's wisdom that he's stored up for us, not from you. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter two. You're like, what does this have to do with tongues? I'm glad you asked. The person I learned the most about prayer is a person that's sitting to my left over here, Miss Carolyn Savelle. And so she was our prayer teacher in Bible school. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 1 Corinthians 2, let's look at verse 6. Okay, before I read that, just flip over to 1 Corinthians 14 and just hold your place there because I, I want to go back and forth.
Actually, we need to go back a verse. Verse four. He says, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and a power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. My faith is not in the wisdom of men. That'd be flesh. But what is my faith in? The power of God. That goes back to why I need to be a spiritual man. Verse six says, however, however, we speak wisdom. Say it with me. We speak wisdom. Among those who are mature, yet it's not, notice this, yet it's not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak, say we speak. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Say that with me. We speak God. We speak, God. We speak wisdom, sorry. <laughs> in a mystery. I was like, that, I don't think that sounded right. <laughs> so we speak wisdom in a mystery. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Hold your place in 1 Corinthians 2. We'll go back there. Verse 1 says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks what? So when I'm praying in another tongue, I'm speaking mysteries of God. Paul says we speak wisdom. And he goes, it's not the wisdom of this world, meaning it doesn't make sense to the natural mind. It's not the wisdom of this age. But we speak wisdom. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Then it says this, the hidden wisdom. <clears throat> so now we know it's the hidden wisdom. Remember, it's a wisdom that's hidden from you, <clears throat> but it's a, a wisdom that's hid for you. Right now, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, wisdom's a principal thing. God's not keeping the answer from you. Right now, it might be hidden because you can't see it. But it's not hidden so you can't know it. It's hidden, it's hidden for you, meaning it's made available. Now, why does he say that? Read, keep reading. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Meaning this wisdom is for your benefit, it's for your growth, and it's for your maturity. Which come, now which none, now listen, of the rulers of this age known, for had they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Meaning if the, if, if the enemy, Satan, understood the wisdom of God in a situation, Satan would have never crucified Jesus. That's why God had to hide it and hide it for, for the righteous, not from the righteous, because if, if the enemy got word of what God was really up to, then, then the seed would have never come up. And there's things in your destiny, there's things in your future, there's things for your business, there's things that God's calling you to do, and there's things that God hasn't been able to show you all of it yet. It's hidden not for you, not from you, so you can press into it because it's so the enemy doesn't have a foothold in your destiny. Something that spiritual people do is they don't speak everything that comes to their mind. 
I don't believe Joseph had to go everything he go through everything he went to. That's just my belief. I believe he shared the vision too soon. And I believe God could God he because it says he what he takes with the enemy for evil and he reweaves it for good. Meaning that wasn't the re, that wasn't the first that wasn't the first thing that God ultimately wanted. It was his choice to start sharing the vision and all of a sudden to where it, the enemy planted deceit in his brother's heart. Now that's just my opinion. But there's things that, 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 that you have for your life and you may not know how the answers right now. That's why you have to keep it in the spiritual, keep it in, keep it praying in the spirit. I don't know how to, I'm not sure here. You know, there's, there's decisions that we have to make all the time. Let's come to a place and I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Okay. I wish I could say I've arrived and I've, I get this right every time. No, I have flesh just like you do. But the thing is, is come to a place where, you know what? My, my, my thoughts aren't going to overtake me. I'm not going to respond to what I think right now. Hallelujah. So this was for our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for those who love him. Wrong traditional teaching has taken this scripture and tried to boil it down to the fact that we don't know what God God will do. Well, brother, you know, I hadn't seen, nor ear heard, nor entered the heart of man the things that God had prepared. You can't know his purpose for your life, Alex. You're just out of luck because he's, you know, it's, you know, you're not going to see it. You're not going to hear it. It's not going to enter your heart. But let's not stop reading. Verse 10 says, but God has revealed. He's revealed them to us, what? Through his spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a conduit into my spirit for to me to be an avenue to receive the wisdom of God. I'm telling you, you have a wealth of wisdom down on the inside of you that you have not tapped into yet. But God revealed them. If it was revealed, that means it must have been hidden before. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Now, listen, for the spirit searches all things. Yes. Now, keep this word phrase in mind. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man that's within him? Now, there's might be things that you don't know in your natural, but there's things that your spirit can know. Even so, no one knows the things of God. See, there, there you see, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. <laughs> now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. See, you see how people would take scriptures like that and they'll say, they'll say, oh, even so, no one knows the things of God. Except the spirit, the spirit of God knows. 
Blessed be his name. But then it says now, meaning this is not future. This is not when we get to heaven. This is now. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world. See how it goes back and connects between flesh and spirit. Now we have not received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Now listen, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So that I can know, I have the spirit on the inside of me so I can know all the things that he's given me freely. Wisdom has been hid for you, not from you. And it's going to be revealed by the Holy Spirit because he's our teacher. He's our helper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who has freely given us of God. Next verse. These things. Now, listen. These things. What things? All the things that we could know that he's freely given us. That's the things. These things we also speak not think, I speak them, meaning it's I'm declaring something. These things we also, so the things that we don't know, these things I'm speaking. Now listen, this, not in words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, Kay, can we put this up in the Amplified verse 12? Because I could take you to the, the Greek and I could unpack that for you, but this, this um, puts it up best. So uh, go to verse 12. There you go. Now we, have not re- re- uh, now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us that we might, now listen, realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavished bestowed on us by God. Next verse. And we are setting these truths forth, speaking these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. So when you pray in the Spirit, you're tapping in to wisdom. When you speak in another tongue, you're speaking mysteries and it's mysteries. It's a wisdom that's not of this world, but it's of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You put up Proverbs 20, verse 27. Just for sake of time, won't turn there. You can go ahead and turn to James chapter three. I think it is. And you say, well, pastor, you know, I hear this praying in tongues and, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying mysteries. Hallelujah. Thank you, father. Hmm. Proverbs. Hallelujah. Hmm. Proverbs 20, verse 20 says that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. Can you also, can you put up verse five? I think it might be. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. If you're receiving counsel, then you're getting advice or you're getting someone's wisdom. Wisdom in the heart of man is like deep water, but it's a man of understanding will draw it out. See, someone that has wisdom and then someone has understanding or someone that has knowledge is one that you might know about something. You might have knowledge of something, but you may have never really, you might have heard something and you therefore you say something, but it's based on knowledge, but you don't really know how it works. It's like someone that knows how to start a car and they understand that a car runs because it has an engine. They know that they have that knowledge. But when something breaks down, someone with understanding knows how to go in and fix what's wrong. So knowledge is one thing. Understanding is the ability to provide the knowledge. Wisdom is understanding is the ability to apply the knowledge and therefore it produces the fruit of wisdom. So counsel wisdom in the heart of man is like deep water, but it's a man that knows how it works to be able to, how do I tap into that wisdom? So I tap into that wisdom, meaning, yeah, the counsels, the, the, the wisdom is hidden for us, but how do I get it? A man of understanding has the ability to draw it out. And what I'm talking about right now by praying in the Holy Ghost is the understanding that we need to draw out the wisdom. Because just like the deep things of God, here it says, it's like deep water. Now go back to verse 27. Hallelujah. It says, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. So my spirit's like a flashlight. And when I'm praying in the spirit, when I'm searching, I'm searching, praying in the spirit is like a, is like a lamp searching all the inner parts of my heart. I I'm seeking the Lord. I'm, I'm praying in the Holy ghost. So I'm drawing things up out of the well, as I'm praying in the Holy ghost, I'm drawing things up at the well. I'm, I'm praying, I'm needing wisdom right now. And, and I need counsel right now, but a man of understanding draws it out. I'm drawing out the wisdom I need for this situation. I'm drawing out this wisdom for this circumstance. I'm drawing, how do I respond? Lord, I'm drawing it out because it's like a candle. It's like a lamp. And I'm searching. Why? I'm searching for something that is going to bring illumination to me. Now let's go to James chapter three. What, how do I know if I'm tapping in? Man of understand draws it out. The wisdom, the wisdom. Hallelujah. How does this wisdom come? Hallelujah. Verse 17 says this, actually verse 16, for where envying and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Confusion. Confusion is like you, you means you really don't have the wisdom. So, but, but the wisdom that is from God is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So when I'm, 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 I'm praying in the spirit and I'm needing direction on something, what 
am I looking for? I'm looking for peace. If I'm trying to make a decision and I'm, and I'm all wrought up in my mind and I'm confused and I'm fearful, that means I'm not, it's not, I'm not at peace. I'm not, I, I'm not uh, gentle. I'm not willing to yield to full of mer- being full of mercy. Well, because I want my way. I want my way. And not yielding to, no, I, I've heard from God on this. This is, this is what we're supposed to do. And it may not make sense to other people around you, but this, this is what we need to do. Why? Because when I heard it, it came with peace. It came with peace. Now I'll close with a few points here on how, when we're praying in the spirit, how do I know that I might, what, what can this, what are some ways that this wisdom can come in? Now it produces peace, but what are some of the ways it can come in? There's probably more, but I wrote five. Number one, when I'm praying in the spirit, praying the hidden wisdom of God, as I'm praying for a situation, an answer might come by a still small voice. Remember with Elijah, it wasn't the whirlwind, it wasn't the fire, but it is in the still small voice. It wasn't someone else's voice, it was the still small voice. Now there's times the Holy Spirit has spoken to me and it sounded like my dad's voice. It may sound like someone's voice, but it's a still small voice. Why? And you're praying over something or you're going through something and you're kind of confused and you're praying and, and there's just this, there's just like this knowing on the inside of you, still small voice and it's producing a peace. Another one, the Holy Spirit may direct you to a scripture. As you're praying, the Holy Spirit may say, go to this scripture or, or a scripture rises up in your heart. This is practical, okay? Because there's a lot of times the enemy has tried to convince you that maybe that you've never heard from God before, but in reality, you have heard from God. You just didn't know it's the Holy Spirit speaking God wisdom to you. Number three, someone you trust may give you the, the advice that you need. There's times that I've been, even as a pastor, where I've, uh, someone's come up to me after service and just shook my hand and they, they said something and they didn't realize what they said was what I'd been praying about for two weeks. But the moment they said it, something just leaped on the inside of me. And I was like, that's what, that's what I needed to hear. It could be a conversation. It could be over the phone and you may be giving that wisdom. And, and all of a sudden you, you're in a conversation. All of a sudden you say something without, without thinking or say something that you, you would never have said something like that or even form the words that way, but it just came out of you. And what were you doing? You were a gift now speaking the wisdom that they had been praying in the spirit about. <laughs> you're receiving this. Number four. Believe it or not, you may hear something preached from the pulpit. Your pastor may say something that you've been seeking the Lord about. Let me say, you may hear something preached from the pulpit. Number five, God may show you on the inside of you by a vision or a dream. 
remember years ago, and that's how a lot of times if I pray and I pray in my understanding after I've been praying in the spirit is I get a, I get a, I get a vision on the inside. I, the Lord gives me a vision and I start praying what I see. Yeah. I, I remember Annette and I, it was a connect class, I believe it was. And, and we were praying and we pray everyone that goes to a connect class, membership class. And we pray over each, each one and just go down the list. And, and I remember one time I'm praying and this person, there was some things that were going through and they needed some answers on what to do next. And I didn't realize that at the time, but Annette and I are going down the line and we get to this lady and, and as we're praying, I saw plain, I saw, I saw her bedroom. I saw what her furniture looked like. And I told her, I said, you, I, in the spirit of God said, that he goes, I told her, you have a letter written. I told her even the year that the letter was written and you haven't let go of what they've said in that letter. And the Lord says, you need to throw that letter away because it's hindering you from your future. What a, the Lord showed me something, but what was that? That was, that was God's wisdom coming out to her. And more than likely she was praying in the spirit about the situation. This person, she was a spiritual person. So it may come, the Lord just show, show you something. And all of a sudden, just in, in a flash, you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. All of a sudden in, in, in less than 30 seconds, you can get the whole thing. This is how, this is what you do. And it can happen in a moment. But you understand when wisdom comes, it comes and it will be peaceable. So praying in tongues is so much more than just praying in a language you don't understand. It's praying not to man, but to God. It's building yourself up, edifying yourself. It's, it's an act of worship. It's a gift when interpreted, tongues and interpretation, and we didn't deal with this, but that it edifies the church. Tongues cause me to pray the perfect will of God. And what I dealt with today is it prays the perfect wisdom of God. Thank you, Father. Mm. When I learned this, I was like, I, I need to pray in the spirit more. I need to pray in the spirit more. See, but if you don't understand the why, then it's like, oh, it's just this weird language and it's kind of weird. No, I'm praying. I call it, we learn from our South African pastors in our ancient language. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Let me ask you a question. Will you make a determination to pray in the spirit more? Yes. Only three of you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now we're going to dismiss in a little while. We have a couple, we're going to receive a missions offering and things in a little bit, but but I'm going to have, at the end of service, when we dismiss, I'm going to have Joseph and, and Vic and Rochelle and uh, just different leaders that could come up here. And if you, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with praying other tongues, and you're like, I need this gift in my life, then when we dismiss, they'll be up here and they can, they can uh, uh, lead you in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Say this with me. I'm a spiritual man. I am one that makes a determination to pray in the Spirit. I will pray mysteries. I will pray the perfect will of God. I make a decision from this day forward. I will pray in tongues to build myself up on my most holy faith. I am victorious and I'm strong. I have wisdom because the Lord has given me his spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise. If you received his word today. Thank you. Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and pray in the spirit for a minute. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the wisdom that they're pressing into. Lord, at Pastor Annette and I, we just come into agreement for areas in their life where they're looking for wisdom, where they're needing wisdom. Lord, I thank you as they, as they have their time with you, some of the things will be brought out and they'll see that even some that they've even heard the wisdom already. But now they know this was confirmation. This was confirmation. Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you for the wisdom, the wisdom, the wisdom in every area of their life, wisdom, wisdom, hallelujah, that they're not lacking anything, that according to 1 Corinthians, they come behind in, in, in no gift, come behind in no gift, hallelujah, they have strength for all things, strength for all things, hallelujah, they're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. As we leave here today, they leave here victorious. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you agree with that prayer?